Hello everyone, The Vern here, Cinema Recall Podcast. Thank you for joining us for our bonus episode. I am joined once again with our good buddy Donnie Roberts, formerly of Cage's Kiss, Vidrama Pod. He has a new book series called The Deep Sea Anthologies, and me and Donnie had a fun time talking about the 1993 comedy movie called Freaked. And I've never seen it before, but it was a fun time. Now, this is a shortened version from our Patreon episode that we recorded. So if you want the longer episode, head on over to patreon.com slash cinema recall pod. So this is going to be just a small little taste. Uh, I know going forward, a lot of our episodes are going to be available via full swap radio network. I know I'll give you more details on that during our live show with Ashley later on this week, uh, but you can definitely check out those shows there. Big shout out and thank you to Nikki from Dear Nikki for getting our show hooked up with that network, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So here's the show. Don't forget to check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Podchaser, anywhere else you can. Go to our website, cinemarecall.net, for more episodes. And here we are. Enjoy. This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, and some movie spoilers. So listener discretion is advised. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Want a date? Going out? Baby, you are going to miss that plane. Welcome to the Cinema Recall Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to this special bonus episode exclusively for Patreon subscribers. And if you're listening to this on the regular feed, thank you very much for checking out this bonus episode with us. Uh, today, I'm bringing back on good friend of the show. He's been a past guest on several episodes. Uh, he has his own section called Donnie's Choice. And yes, this is another Donnie's Choice episode, and I love it when this cat comes on here. Of course, I'm talking about Donnie Roberts, formerly of Videorama Pod and Cage's Kiss. He has a new book out right now. It's an audio book. Um, I was on one of the stories called The Bells. The stories are called The Deep Sea Anthologies. Mr. Donnie Roberts, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm very glad to keep returning to the show. It has been a blast. Uh, your book is going well. Any news in when we're going to get the next chapter in the Deep Sea Anthologies? That is still an evolving thing that just cracks me up because I wrote out the first part. I thought, okay, this is great. But then I'm like, no, I want to go back because I've learned so much from the first part that I really want to expand it because this story, the second chapter of this is called The Trial. And... Oh, my God, it's so sinister, and I love being sinister in that. It's so hilariously great just how creepy fun it is, and I just want to keep doing more. So what's supposed to have been like a 35-minute thing is now turning into a two-part thing. And I'm going to need about seven people for this, and I'm still trying to write out the second part, but then I'm going back to the first part because I just – I love the characters that I made for this so much. I'm just giving them more dialogue but I'm still hitting myself on a hammer going, you have to restrict the time on this. (laughs) So hopefully by uh, May we'll have something coming up, but otherwise I've just been really working on the writing and the music lately, especially, especially the music since I got my keyboard set up and 
Oh, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's sure. really, really oh, going to be fun. It was such a blast recording the first part, and I look forward to each new chapter. Uh, it's a new thing. Uh, it's an audio novelization. It's going to mm-hmm. be just a hell of a lot of fun to check out. So, yeah, looking forward to that, man. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to be great. Tell the listeners where they can find the first chapter, at least. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as on, of all things, Amazon, which has still surprised me because I remember finding Cage's Kiss there entirely by accident. Oh, nice. That was kind of like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I actually, I I found uh, that Cinema Recalls on Audible, and I found that through uh, Alexa. So I just say the name Cinema Recall, and it's like, pulls up the podcast. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's wonderful things like that that just make you appreciate what you're doing and realizing how many more people you can annoy. <laughs> exactly, and I'm all for that too. Uh, but today we are going to be talking about the 1993. Speak about things that may annoy people. We're talking about 1993's Freaked, yes. uh, directed by Alex Winter and Tom Stern, mm-hmm. uh, written by Tom Stern, Alex Winter, and Tim Burns. Tim Burns, Tom Stern. God, that's got to be confusing. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, Tim or, Stern, Tom Stern, Alex Winter. Just the whole Burns and Stern thing. That's just, yes. that's a company do right there, Burns and Stern. Exactly. Uh, Burns and Stern engines. <laughs> but this movie stars Alex Winter, Randy Quaid, William Sadler, Megan Ward, Michael Stoyanov, Bobcat Goldthwait, Mr. T, and Brooke Shields, and... Quick little plot synopsis, it's about this spoiled actor named Ricky, played by Alice Winter, and he's going to basically be the spokesperson for this toxic waste company. And on the way to, uh, I, I think it's LA they go to, right? Is it where, no, they go from LA to, what's the place they go to? I don't remember the city they go to, but... I know the... uh, they just very briefly mention it because it just if you can pay attention to that main plot in this movie, then I will give you an award personally. <laughs> they go to another town. So full of random craziness. They basically go to another town to promote this toxic waste company, uh, which is being uh, it does run by William Sadler's character, and then they get there and both uh, Ricky. And his best friend, I read this down here, Ernie, uh, they are there and they end up beating this girl uh, named Julie, played by Megan Ward. And Julie's like, hey, here's a freak show. Let's go check it out. And (laughs) they visit the freak show. They meet Randy Quaid's character uh, who basically kidnaps them and turns them into freaks themselves. (laughs) themselves <laughs> i've read that this was originally going to be a uh what do you call it here a black a really dark horror movie starring the butthole yes. surfers yes did they do the theme song for this uh it was uh henry rollins did that was it was henry song. rollins okay yeah but what which the... is another reason why you gotta love this movie the entire god the artwork and the movie and the soundtrack is just entirely like california punk i mean every band on there is just oh man this opening theme song made me fall in love with the movie automatically. Right? That opening credits, the music. I, I, okay, so it's Henry Rollins singing, but I thought the Butthole Surfers was doing music for it, though. Because yeah, uh, Butthole Surfers does um, 
I think one or two songs. There's a Sweet Loaf, and there's another song they had on there. It was oh gosh, a uh, Butter Queen, I think. Okay. But yeah, uh, the the main song Freaked was Henry Rollins and Blind Idiot God. Okay. Yeah, just right there. <laughs> that makes me just fall in love with the movie. Uh, I'll get to other things that I like about this movie, but let's do this, Donnie. Uh, mm-hmm. When did you foresee this movie? This was during the golden era of cable when you could just turn on a channel most of us would know as Skinamax growing up. And at a certain time at night, this movie was on. And I caught it just after, like, oh, gosh, it was right during the opening credits. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it was just this rapid claymation faces being morphed, melted. It had awesome music going on. And then suddenly it began, and I was just glued to it. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. I just missed that part in the title sequence, but I love this movie. <laughs> That's and true. ever since then, I've just, I've been watching it. I've been a fan of it. I bought it on Blu-ray, which I'm glad, because now that Blu-ray is like $300 to buy because it's out of print. Really? And, yeah. Shit. And they, they just recently, um, I believe it was Waxworks Records, put out a uh, the first time ever the soundtrack for this. And I bought that up as quick as I could, and oh gosh, this this has made me a fan of uh, Alex Winter's work past when he was in uh, the Bill and Ted films and doing his documentaries and such like that. Yeah, because uh, uh, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time I watched it was just a few days ago. I have heard about this movie. I remember seeing mm-hmm. bots art for it, and yeah. I don't know why it just completely slipped my drafts, and I just didn't really watch it, mainly because <laughs> I didn't see any trailers for it. Yeah. And it's just one of those obscure things, and I remember friends of mine talking about this movie and saying that, <laughs> yeah, it's actually a lot better than what you think it's going to be. And yeah. I have to agree. Uh, it has a very much a ton-in-cheek, deep ton-in-cheek mm. vibe to this movie <laughs> that... You will ab- absolutely love it or hate it right away when you see it there. Because uh, yeah. a lot of the jokes they say are very obscure jokes, but I absolutely yeah. love each one there. And uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like I knew this movie was great because my, my dad sat and watched it with us because we were very young when it came out. And he just was like, what the hell is this crap? Like, this is amazing. How can you call this crap? And it's Randy Quaid as Elijah C. Scuggs is so freaking amazing in this. And he had like two moments I absolutely love from this film where they're trying so hard to be quiet and a styrofoam cup falls to the ground. And that's the one sound he hears out of everything else. It's just a tiny little styrofoam cup bumping in the ground. My favorite. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Don't go. You finish your story. I was, there. I'm sorry. I was say, the only other thing was um when they're when they're doing the first freak show when he brings out uh Ricky Coogan and everyone's just you have a brawl going on with bikers and everyone guns are going off and he just approaches a mic and very quietly says quiet please and everyone just <laughs> yes, stops just, and goes yeah. right back to their seats. <laughs> oh, I love the uh, very random obscure humor. Uh, there's oh, a sequence yeah. when each freak member is describing how they became a freak. Yeah. And my favorite moment is it cuts to a hammer. 
Yes. And there's a flashback of Brady Queen buying a wrench. <laughs> and then taking the oh. wrench and turn it to a hammer. And everyone goes, oh, man, that is rough. Oh. Yeah, they're all crying. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> and it's just like things like that. Uh, I even love the fan boy that they have in the show. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Which the is, like, uh, troll. The little troll guy. Yeah. Uh, but even even then, it's like you also have Mr. Frickin' T as a manly, big, brawling trucker, and he just whispers to him, I think you'd look better without a dick. He's yeah. <laughs> like ready to fight him, like, hey, you can keep the beard. And then yeah. suddenly they're okay with this and <laughs> Well, that that's the crazy thing, too, about Freet, is that from the start, uh, this could easily have turned into like a very dark horror movie. When I'm watching this, oh, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, that movie that Kevin Smith made about oh, uh, Tusk. Tusk, yeah, yeah, which is about a guy who turns a kid into a walrus, and yeah. it's a very much a dark movie. But when you watch Freet, it's a very lighthearted comedy, and every one of the Freet shows seems to be okay with Randy Quaid. Like, yeah, yeah, he's an asshole. He turned me into a freak. Uh, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Like, yeah. when they escape, they don't try to, like, kill the guy. And I love how they try to escape. Uh, they decide to dress up as Milkman. <laughs> yeah. But they can't have everyone dress, dress, dress up as Milkman because that would be too obscure. Yeah. I, I freaking love that. And it's, I, I don't know if you, uh, look this up or not. It's not listed in the, the film's credits, unfortunately. But, uh... Ortiz, the dog boy, was played by freaking Keanu Reeves. No way. Yeah. And really? It's, it's something that uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves have had this relationship ever since Bill and Ted, where whenever Alex is doing a film, if he can put him in there, Keanu's always like, hell yeah, I'll do anything with you, because they freaking <laughs> love each other. But yeah, is... he, got, he played Ortiz, and it's it's one of my sister and I's favorite lines he has when they're disguised as milkmen and you have 13 of them all standing out there and he's like 12 milkmen is theoretically possible 13 <laughs> is just silly yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> and then Ra- Randy Quaid watching her from his window was like those milkmen are really pissed yeah she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and then we have um, you know Maiden Ward as love yeah. interest and I love it that, okay, so when our three leads become freaks, uh, they basically put uh, Julie and Ernie together. And yeah. Ernie is your stereotypical, you know, guy who's into, like, broads and sets and talk about them dames. And yes. he's the, the the horny friend right there. And our, our character, Julie, uh, she's this feminist. When we first meet her, she's protesting the uh, uh, everything yeah. but shoes. Yes, the E-E-S. E-E-S, every, yes. Uh, and she's protesting them, and Alice is, you know, basically a spokesperson for them, but he doesn't want her to know that. Uh, so he decides to get into her bright spot, or her uh, soft spot, by dressing in all uh, white bandages. yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, that's not that's okay, but eventually those bandages are gonna come off, and she's gonna see who you are, yeah. and she's gonna know that you're the spokesperson uh, for this company. Uh, but I love the fact that he kind of throws his friend 
under the bus with her and just blames him for attacking him. And, but yeah, for taking his crutches. Yeah. And, yeah. But I do love the fact that it was Ernie <laughs> and Julie that actually, you know, are the ones that are combined together. They're surgically yes. combined. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just this great use of using um, puppetry work and yeah. almost like uh, using camera to make them seem like they're in the same scene, like a lot of like mirror images and oh yeah, yeah, just the way well, you... that it was all put together was absolutely brilliant, and I loved every part of that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of sight gags in this film that are just really, really fun, and especially like the outhouse that they live in, like pre Harry Potter. Yes, <laughs> when you have Elijah leading him to an outhouse, it's like here's your spacious accommodations, and you open it up, it's like a freaking barn inside this little outhouse. And, and then having the cameo by Bob Vila. Oh my God, yeah, I like I learned a lot from Bob Vila. <laughs> and then he oh, comes out man. there, just these. Random. <laughs> it's a movie that I would like to watch again because there are a lot of jokes that I've missed and need to like catch up again on. Uh, but I think what really sold me on this movie, Donnie, is all the wonderful makeup effects. Oh God, yeah. Uh, the I mean, that's co- really surprised me, especially for a film that budget. You're not really. It looks like something that's extremely like bottom of the barrel, low budget, but it is actually really well produced. Yeah, like the cowboy, uh, the yeah. use of puppetry words. I mean, this is what I love about this movie is that it doesn't use any CGI. These are actual yeah. uh, costumes and makeup effects yeah. and prosthetics that these people build themselves. And is it believable? No. But the movie sets the tone that's not supposed to be. Like I said before the start, this is very much a ton-in-cheek movie. Mm-hmm. And I think right from the opening start of the movie, when you see Ricky at the board meeting, you're going to know right away if this movie is going to be up your alley or not. And yeah. uh, I got to say, if you've seen other episodes of Nice Choice, um, or even the episodes we did for like Meet the Feebles, this oh, is yeah. definitely... Of that same range of high quality artwork, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to get into the end of our conversation talking about Freet. I am going to go ahead and out of like five stars, it comes really close. I'm going to give it a four and a half stars. That is fair. And I would actually concur with that. It's like a four out of five is definitely where I'd put this. It's not because the film isn't like a mind blowing five out of five. It's just, again, kind of tying in with the whole Frank Zappa thing. It's one of those things you, like you said, you either love it, you hate it, but you're going to find it interesting either way. (laughs) You'd have a fun time with this flick. No, no worries whatsoever there. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Freet. I know you can watch it on the YouTubes. Yes. Uh, even though it's like, I think it's like I transfer from VHS because mine was definitely formatted to fit my screen. Yeah, there, there is, there's actually two I found. There's a, a, there's a VHS formatted, which I also watched, and then I rewatched again because I'm like, gosh, I feel like maybe this was edited because it has like the DVD. There's an extended scene in the middle that I know of. Okay. And I found just by chance an HD version of the film also on uh, YouTube. So oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was recently uploaded. I think a year or two ago. So there is definitely love for this film out there on the internet. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, 
As for Cinema Recall going forward, we're going to start doing these weekly or bi-weekly episodes on a different sort of like cult feature or underground cinema with our good buddy Danny Roberts being our other co-host for the show. So I welcome him back on. So you're going to hear a lot more of Danny Roberts on this podcast. And oh, no. No, it's going to be great. <laughs> They're going to love it. All right. Uh, before I do go, big shout out to all of our wonderful Patreon subscribers who have helped support the show throughout the years. So in no special order, I want to thank uh, Matt and Ashley from Matchley at the Movies, uh, Chris Revel of Let's Chat with Chris Revel, uh, Linda Castro of Bedknobs and Broomflits. We got to thank um, our buddy Harvey, who is our uh, guitar player for Your Girlfriend. I got to thank Jason Soto from Rabbit Hole Podcasts. And we got to thank our good friend, uh, Jeanette Mickenham from ATA Jeanette. And then uh, we also got to thank uh, Mr. Danny Roberts, of uh, sure. formerly of Vidrama Pod, uh, now part of the show here. Uh, thank you very much, man. This has been absolutely absolute blast. And I've been enjoying these episodes and I look forward to be introduced to other movies and I hope to introduce you <laughs> to some fun little cult jams. Uh, you can check out all these episodes on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash pod. Uh, don't forget to leave us some ratings and reviews over on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That really helps out the show a lot. Uh, you can check out all of our episodes over on cinemarecall.net. Uh, this episode will be posted the following week on our main page. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Donnie, before we go, anything you want to plug for our audience members? Uh, just again, we've got the uh, Deep Sea Anthology, and you can find me on Twitter under Unreal Goals, and that's also where you can find me on YouTube. Um, I am still in the process of figuring out and fine-tuning uh, another project I have going on that is going to include myself, possibly my uh, fiancé, possibly my sister, oh. possibly her husband. It'll just be kind of guessed off and on, but... It's uh, perfectly steeped films, and we're going to talk about different films, different themes, as well as because it's been talked about a couple times, even though one of us, I will not mention my fiance's name or that it is her, but one of us may not entirely support the idea that I'm talking about uh, adult films from the golden era, but we will uh, we will see how that goes about into that as well. <laughs> All right. Well, if you ever need, you know, a guest for a show like that, I would be, I'll be happy oh, to try to do some research. Oh, you're very top, sir. Okay. All right. Good, because I, you know, I'm all about research, and that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Uh, anyways, folks, that's it right now for our show. Thank you very much for listening, and we will all see you soon. Yes. This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website letschatpodcast.net. dot <laughs> net.